This is FM 100.5, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All Sports Talk is on News Radio WGNS. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS is sponsored by Good Neighbor State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Kanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Let's get it started in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome into all sports talk on this beautiful Monday in Murfreesboro. It is Battle of the Borough Week. And uh, other games of great significance in the district play in high school football. We'll talk about that, a region play, I should say. And we'll talk about that a bit more. A big weekend of college football, some really strange happenings. We encourage you to give me a call and let's talk about those. Anything along the way, Middle Tennessee did not have any real fortunate Liberty. Expecting Liberty was expected to win by 19. I think they beat that spread, so unfortunate for them. But uh, we'll talk a little bit about how Middle Tennessee's season uh, at the halfway point is at two and four, but yet I think there's still some hope. Uh, I, look, I'm the eternal optimist. I, I don't mind saying that. Pollyanna, I think I've called at times. So, but I'll see if I can't explain myself a bit on that as well. Uh, the Titans finally go on the road and beat somebody they're supposed to beat, uh, Jacksonville. Uh, so they're in great shape as far as their uh, division's concerned. Is uh, really there's not much in that division uh, other than the Colts, possibly. I don't see the Houston or Jacksonville either one being any kind of a threat at all. So, Titans in good shape as well. High school football, we mentioned, uh, we'll get to the schedule in just a bit. And uh, after we take this first break, I'm going to go back and do a little history. We've got a Seagull guy here, we've got an Oakland guy, I mean, uh, uh, a guy that's been around high school football all of his life, right, Dalton? And try to explain why it's called the Battle of the Borough. There's a lot of folks in this town that don't understand that because they have been here for 40 years, 50 years like I have. And so we'll talk about that a bit. And Major League Baseball, the Braves are winner today. Heard right here on WGNS Radio. They have a chance to close that, that out tomorrow. In Atlanta, 2-1 to one lead over the Brewers. Uh, there's uh, only one game. Uh, the White Sox and Astros got rained out this afternoon. So we've got uh, one more possible uh uh, the Blue Jays and the Red Sox could uh, close that one out tonight. And then, of course, the Dodgers and the Giants on the West Coast. We'll take our first break. When we come back, we'll get into some talk. 893-1450. We are live today. Give me a call. Hey, 
Hey guys, it's Scott. Make your health a priority with a quick and easy health assessment at Low T Center, where they exclusively specialize in men's wellness, and they are one of the leading men's medical providers in the country. It all starts with an annual wellness exam, where they do a comprehensive health assessment exclusively for us men, making it quick and easy to take care of your health. And now they offer monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments, $155 a month, self-pay, or covered by most health insurance. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Here's Dr. Craig McCabe at McCabe Vision Center. We have a full line of laser procedures. Dr. Craig McCabe. As well, we offer the doctor brand of skin peels, as well as a full line of cosmetic pharmaceuticals. Make yourself look 10 years younger. Call McCabe Vision Center. On Heritage Park Drive, behind SunTrust Bank. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850, and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850, and let me show you with discounts up to 40%, you may find it even costs less. Hello there, this is Lenny Farmer once again for Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. Moms and dads, I have something you need to know about your kids. They won't bring up the issue of funeral plans because they feel it will make you uncomfortable and consider it your business. Although they might hope you would take care of these sensitive issues on their behalf, they'll leave that up to you. So, what do you say? Can we talk? Call me at 615-893-2422. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. This is All Sports Talk. Tim Tackett with you today. 893 1450 if you'd like to give me a call. Battle of the Borough this week. Oakland Riverdale, the first one in a while that's had this kind of significance. Lots of folks think that Oakland Riverdale may be two of the top five teams in the state, regardless of classification. It's kind of interesting how many really good teams have suddenly come upon Oakland's schedule. Two weeks ago, they beat uh, Lipscomb Academy at home. A goal line stand at the last part of the football game to preserve that win. Then this past Thursday night, same thing with CPA. Both those out of Division II, AA. CPA sacked. Uh, on the final play of the game uh, with a chance to get in and uh, score a touchdown inside the 10-yard line. And so it's amazing how that happened. Then Riverdale shows up, and Riverdale's undefeated. And defensively, they're just super special. And I know there's lots of folks around the town that are looking forward to that football game. We've got a caller on the line, so we'll get to that right now and then come back to the more borough talk. Uh, maybe that's the situation. All right, go ahead. What's doing, Tim? How you doing? Hey, Jeff. What's up? I just want to say it should be a good game Friday night. I've seen Riverdale play, Riverdale play about three or four times this year. and They're really good. Their defense is, is solid. Their offense is pretty good. It's not great. But they can score a little bit, but their defense is real solid. It should be a good football game. Uh, and I seen I saw them play against Blackman, and I didn't think they played that well. They had three touchdowns called back, you know, penalties, and they, they fumbled, fumbled two times in the first 67 seconds. So, you know, they fumbled the first play, and, Back the score made seven to nothing. So I mean they can't they can't do that. If they're gonna be real good, they can't turn the ball over. 
and they can't have penalties like that against Blackman. I don't know how many they have. Like I said, they had three of them called back, three touchdowns called back because of penalties. So, you know, uh, they can't do that. But Oakland's real good. Both of them's good. So, you know, I think it's going to be a great game. It'll be a big crowd out in Oakland on Friday night. But uh, I just want to mention real quick the soccer and volleyball is in, in uh, tournaments too. The sure. region volleyball. Region volleyball is going on tomorrow. And uh, Seagull and Oakland are playing in Mount, in Mount Julius. Is where the region is over there. And uh, uh, Oakland's playing Mount Julius. And Seagull is playing Cookland in the semifinals. So if, you, if either one of them win, then the sectionals are Thursday. Um, and Eagles playing, they're playing at Sail Creek. That's where their region's at. And they're playing Whitwell tomorrow at, at 5.30. And, uh, and the Central Mags playing over at Lawrence County. They're playing Hume Fog in their regional, so in the semifinals. So if any of them win, they get to the region finals. They have to win the, of course, win the region to host. And then if they lose, they go on the road. And then soccer tonight, they're at Riverdale's playing Oakland and Platinum's uh, playing Seagull for the, in the first round, and Rockwell and Stewart's Creek got the top two seeds, and the rest of it's at the soccer complex on, on Tuesday. Tomorrow night's the semifinals, and then uh, Thursday is the finals. And then Central Magnet is playing tomorrow night, too, in their district tournament there in the semifinals. They uh, they play they play Lincoln County. They had a forfeit the other day. Coach emailed me. Uh, they're they're going to play Lawrence County. Lawrence County forfeit for some reason. I don't know why, but... They, so they, they're in the semifinals tomorrow. So that kind of gets, gets it all wrapped up on that. Obviously, that'll be wrapped up in the next couple of weeks. The next few weeks here, they'll be wrapping up as far as the, those two sports. And like I said, golf last week was in Severeville. Had a pretty good showing for us. We came last week in Severeville, too, So with the golf and things. So, but it should, should be a great game. I know who you think is going to win, Tim. They, they had two close calls there against uh, Lipscomb and uh, a CPA. Lipscomb should have been up early, 14 nothing. They just got stopped at the one-yard line. But I'll just hang up and listen to what you think about well, hang it. Hang on, hang on just a minute. It should be a great ball game. Jeff, let me ask you one thing. Uh, we can talk about the top of the bracket for sure. Oakland-Riverdale obviously going to be one and two, it, it appears, in what some order moving on. But uh, And Rockvale looks like they're number three. But Stewart Creek, Siegel, and Blackman are all going to be battling each other the next three weeks for uh, that, that fourth playoff spot. Who's going to who's going to come out of that one? You think? I, I don't know. I, I've seen Seagull and Blackman play a, a, a once. I haven't seen Stewart's Creek. Um, Blackman Blackman looks pretty good. You know, they're they're a young team. They're really young. Um, you know, Seagull just I don't see who has enough offense really to do a lot of things. You know, I haven't seen Stewart's Creek play, but I know they're really good. I'd say it'll probably be if I had to guess, it'd probably be between Stewart's Creek and Blackman if I had to guess. I really don't know, but I'd say between those two, um, I don't know if Rockwell's clinched the spot or not yet. I know whether they six and one or seven and one, whatever it is. And uh, you know, I know they've only got one loss in the region. Of course, that's Riverdale, and uh, you know, and everything, and uh, you know, and all that kind of thing. But uh, it just seems like it. I was going to tell you, it seems like Smyrna has got a big one too. On sure. Friday, they go Dixon County. They they didn't play last week for fall break, but they played Dixon County. Dixon County. Friday night, so I don't know if they're real close to clinching a spot either, but it looks like, you know, it's just uh, a lot of good football and run for county courses, you know, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how uh, how things uh, how things shake out, but I, I, I'll ask you one question. What do you think about the two close calls at Oakland? How do you think that helps them? And I'll just hang up and listen to your comments. Okay, thank you, Jeff. Uh, yeah, I do think it helps them. Uh, it's been a long time that, that Oakland's had 
two real battles in the regular season within the same year. They're going to have a third one for sure with Riverdale. No question about it. I think it battle toughens you. I, th- I think Coach, Coach Creasy uh, li- liked to get that competition. That's one of the bright spots. The only bright spot I can think of as far as what's come out with the COVID thing is is teams have uh, had scheduled changes and, and teams are looking for te- games and, and CPA is looking for a game and Oakland's looking for a game even though they might not have originally decided to play each other because of various and sundry reasons. They end up saying, yeah, we need to play. Let's play each other and let's, get, let's go. And uh, I think you get better playing good people. And so I think Oakland it will be better for it. Uh, so Riverdale, I know Riverdale folks are, are anxious to see if they can't get that Patriot fly off their back. And I think they've got a shot. Uh, I, I think Oakland's going to be favored in the game, and I can't see it any other way. But Riverdale can can clearly get it done. And and you mentioned penalties, uh, turnovers, a block kick, uh, any number of things. I think Riverdale will need a break or two to go their way. But they can make that happen themselves, or they can just happen by chance, or, or whatever. But uh, Riverdale's going to be right there in it. Uh, when you're good on defense, really good on defense, you always give yourself a chance to win. So um, that that game will be played at seven o'clock. It is at Ray Hughes Stadium. Called the Battle of the Borough for those that have not been around for as long as I have. Uh, way back in 1972, uh, before 1972, there was one high school in Murfreesboro, Murfreesboro Central, which is now Central Magnet School, that right up there on Main Street. In 72, the little high schools in Las Casas and Kittrell and Walter Hill and, and Kit and uh, Kirstian and all those, those all small high schools consolidated in two major high schools, Oakland Riverdale. That, ha- that was that way in, in Rutherford County, excuse me, in Murfreesboro until 1999, so a long, long time. And so it was the Battle of the Borough because it was the two Murfreesboro schools playing each other. And they've each had runs when they've been very good. Riverdale once uh, in the Gary Rankin era for sure fairly well dominated the, the series. Uh, Oakland clearly has done that in the last uh, six, seven years. But uh, still called the Battle of the Borough because uh, Blackman came on board, then Siegel came on board, Rockvale came on board. Stewart's Creek, I think, is considered more of a Smyrna, but it's it's in the Rutherford County area, and it's certainly playing in the Murfreesboro region, so to speak. So, But that's the original battle. And, and uh, a couple games back in, uh, gosh, I'm going to say the – Middle 70s, uh, 90s, I should say, maybe late 90s. I, I can't say for sure when the date was, maybe a little later than that. Uh, Oakland-Riverdale played uh, at Floyd Stadium and that had just been expanded, so it had to be after 89, and it drew upwards uh, over 20,000 people for a couple straight weeks, uh, games, years, I should say, playing that football game. So it's had high interest for a while. Now, that said, it has been, quote, watered down just a little bit because there are – Far more people in town now that don't have an allegiance to Oakland or Riverdale than there, than there was once upon a time. Uh, you've got your Blackman folks, you've got Rockville folks, you've got Siegel folks, and then you've got a lot of folks that just don't have a favorite. They just like to watch good football if they're paying attention to it. So the Battle of the Borough is, is that, and it, I think it's going to stay that way right on through no matter how many come on. And guess what? We've got another high school that's going to have to come on board here in the next three or four years for sure. Uh, and they just keep on going they, as Murfreesboro and Rutherford County continues to grow. So that's where we're at. Uh, Caller mentioned Smyrna uh, with a big battle with Dixon County. They're likely to get into the playoffs. And, and I mentioned the, 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 the four, fifth, and sixth spots for 
maybe in the third spot. I think Rockville is pretty well clear that they're going to be in the playoffs, but it may be, could be fourth, I guess. It could be, but I think Rockville is going to be there. But Blackman, Stewart's Creek, and Siegel uh, will be playing head-to-head pretty much the last three weeks, see who's going to get that fourth spot. And, and for a young team like Blackman, for a team that's not had great success in the last three or four years like Siegel, uh, and Stewart's Creek, uh, getting in the playoffs would be a big deal. So that, that's something to really pay attention to and watch. It'll be interesting to see how that turns itself out. I don't think I know what's going to happen. Um, tradition says Blackman probably should be, but they're 0-3 in the region. So they're going to have to, be, they're going to, have to beat somebody. Siegel's 0-3. I heard their coach say at the coaching show not this past Saturday, but the one before. The playoffs start Friday night. The playoffs start for Siegel for Blackman Saturday, Friday night because if they don't win – Likelihood of getting in the playoffs are just about zero. So that's what's going to happen. I'll get that schedule here in just a little bit. Let's let's um, talk just a little bit about uh, college football. Well, let's let's go to pro football because we'll talk about college football after the break because it'll take a lot longer. There's a lot more to it. Uh, as I mentioned, the, the Titans get the, their win yesterday. Uh, guess who's undefeated in the NFL? Arizona Cardinals, that team that uh, took the Titans apart in week one and made so many folks – Upset and angry and disturbed, confused. Well, guess what? The Cardinals are pretty good. They're the number one in the power rankings in most places, so uh, that'd be the case. Now, all that said and done, the Titans still got lots of work to do. They're three and two. They're going to win their division, I think, even with a mediocre record, they're going to get, get that division one. I, I think they're going to be better than mediocre. I still think the Titans are going to win 10, 11 football games, I think. Uh, but they're going, to, they're going to be in the playoffs. I'm almost assured of that. Uh, you never know. Derrick Henry could hurt himself. Tannehill could get hurt. Injuries, never. you never know how that can affect a team. And we do know the, incons- the one thing consistent about the Titans, they are inconsistent in playing against good teams. Uh, should, I should say uh, teams that are so good. And so they'll have that opportunity to, to, to make that happen. But uh, I think what the, the Titans will end up doing is getting into the playoffs and, and then they'll have to see what happens from there. But they Injury is going to be part of it. A pretty neat article, by the way, about Kevin Byard in the paper the last two or three days about all the good work he's doing in Nashville with uh, the the uh, the the value the uh, less than fortunate population there. Kevin, a safety from Middle Tennessee, uh, an All-Pro safety now for for the Titans. Uh, pretty neat that he's gone and not only done a great job on the field, but doing a great job in in the community not only in Nashville and the Middle Tennessee area. So congratulations to Kevin Byard with that. Uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break. The Raider Insider Report is up next with Chip Walters. We'll be right back with more on All Sports Talk. Stop and go out here up and down certain sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Oktoberfest and Obergatlinburg going on now through the end of the month. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. 
If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew, here's what you've been missing. You're not afraid to be fired. <laughs> Don't miss the Wake Up Crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Boy, will it hurt my pocketbook if I am. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. Your home, your auto, together, they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your home and auto. You've seen the ads out there, companies wanting to buy your home. But why sell yourself short when you can get fair market value? I'm Lisa Patton. If you have an estate to settle or a home to sell, call Parks Auction. We'll work with you to sell your home or property in any condition with no costly repairs on your timeline. Why accept one offer when you can have multiple? You need Parks Auction. We look out for your best interest. Call Parks Auction today. We handle everything. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders! When you think insurance, think Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance 200 South Lowry in Smyrna. Rayburn is an independent agency, so Wayne will shop multiple national companies to make your best insurance deal. It's personal with Wayne, whether working in community, schools, or insurance. Trust Wayne Blair your full-service insurance agent. 390-8476. Wayne Blair, Rayburn Insurance, 390-8476. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Let's talk Blue Raider football. Middle Tennessee played the their best opponent of the year this past Saturday when they traveled to Lynchburg, Virginia to take on Liberty. The Flames are currently not ranked in the top 25, but they have been receiving votes for several weeks. And I can tell you from firsthand experience, they are certainly worthy of that. The Blue Raiders could never get their stride going offensively in the first quarter. Middle had five drives that started in the first period, and they either ended in a punt, a loss on downs, or a turnover. Liberty quarterback Malik Willis uh, did throw his first interception of the season in the first quarter with Greg Great high-pointing the football and getting both feet on the sideline to turn the NFL prospect over. The intersection was sandwiched between two Liberty touchdowns in the first quarter. Middle Tennessee uh, just could not get the running game going at all to have any sort of balanced offense. Middle had 265 total yards of offense. 230 were through the air, only 35 on the ground. Liberty, on the other hand, extremely balanced. They had 449 total yards, 222 through the air, and they were able to rush for 227 yards on the day. Middle Tennessee had 12 first downs. Liberty had 22. The Blue Raiders were only 4 of 14 on third down, while Liberty was at 50% on 6 of 12. The Blue Raiders went for it on fourth down four times and could only convert it once. Now, two things about Liberty. Number one, their quarterback, Malik Willis, is just 
unreal. If you think Michael Vick, you think Donovan McNabb, what he's able to do with his feet, he's not as fast as Michael Vick, but he can change directions and was extremely hard to get on the ground. And you probably have seen some highlights of that and he able to extend plays. Blue Raiders had their hands on him a lot. It was just hard to get him down. Now, their defense is uh, as good or better than Virginia Tech's front seven and we saw them and what they could do in the second game of the year but uh, this liberty ball club they will play uh, another conference usa team a couple of more sunbelt teams and they will also make a trip back to Ole miss middle tennessee will enjoy an open date this week while the uh, blue raiders get prepared for a matchup with connecticut uh, next friday night in Hartford. This game was supposed to have been played last year, but Connecticut opted out of the season. This will be on CBS Sports Network as, of course, on the Blue Raider Network as well. Well, here's an interesting story that uh, Dennis Dodd put out uh, on uh, Saturday, and uh, there's some some things happening that uh, could be today. A proposal to regionalize three group of five conferences has been presented to Conference USA presidents today. The concept calls for Conference USA, the American, and the Sun Belt to all merge together and then slice up the pie in a better geographic manner. Uh, the plan is also intended to try to convince American Commissioner Mike Oresco's conference to join the regionalization concept, thus eliminating the threat of Oresco picking off teams from the other two leagues to make up for the recent loss of three teams to the Big 12. Now, here's an interesting twist. The concept was presented by former Big Ten Commissioner and former OVC Commissioner Jim Delaney and former Big 12 Commissioner Kevin Weiberg. CUSA hired Delaney as an advisor during this realignment period. Delaney is being assisted by Weiberg, his former deputy Big Ten commissioner. Weiberg helped launch both the Big Ten and Pac-12 television networks. We'll do our best to try to glean a little more information about this, but very interesting uh, in this story, and it's a subject that a lot of people and fans in particular have talked about that uh, seems to make a lot of sense. We'll see if it flies anywhere. All right, that's it for this Monday. We'll have an update for you coming tomorrow. you need general vehicle upkeep and maintenance or a complete vehicle overhaul, Hall's Auto Care is here for you. We're locally owned and operated by Greg Hall and have been in business since 2014. You'll get excellent service and trustworthy advice with Hall's Auto Care. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. We're ready to help get you safely on the road. Hall's Auto Care, 907 Ridgely Road, just off Broad Street behind Chili's. Online at hallsautocare.net. Hall's Auto Care. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer, find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, 
or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. This portion of All Sports Talk brought to you by First Bank. Banks across the state of Tennessee, certainly in Murfreesboro, professional service. Very many smiles when you go in. They'll be friendly and kind and have every banking need that you would want. First Bank across the state and proud sponsor of All Sports Talk. Dick Palmer has rolled in the back door, the side door, the front door, whatever we have here at GNS. Palatial Studios right here, Jeff. I mean, Dick, you know that for sure. Well, I'm, I'm fresh with a brand-new traffic report. Okay. We're going to break into our regular programming for this traffic report. We'll go right ahead. Uh, there's, been a, uh, there's been an accident somewhere between Medical Center Parkway and Broad Street because there are blue lights aplenty out there, <laughs> and there was an ambulance oh, uh, racing over there as I was getting ready to turn uh, to come over here. So you folks who... who uh, travel memorial if you have an alternate route you might want to take it and that's our up-to-date traffic report courtesy of all sports talk there you go okay dick let let me run through the high school football schedule real quick and then we'll get into college football i'd like to get your reaction to some of the games in middle tennessee this past week uh huntland and eagle eagle look like they're pretty good shape to make the playoffs huntland's 0-3 in the region uh eagles at two and one so eagles gonna be favored there smyrna big game against dixon county need that one to stay in second place and have that uh, home field advantage in round one. Overton is also two and one. They'll take on Laverne at Laverne. Uh, Webb School will be at Middle Tennessee Christian School. Blackman will be at Rockvale. Siegel will be at Stewart's Creek. And Riverdale will be at Oakland. Wow. For what we call the Battle of the Borough. And as we mentioned in the first part of the show, Dick, uh, it's not just the first place teams that are battling for first place. It's those teams scratching and clawing to get into that third and fourth spot just to get into the playoffs. And so for many teams, the playoffs really start Friday night because if they don't win, they're done. The Battle of the Borough. Going to be a good one. Well, you know, this is the first time in, I think, several years that, that a lot has really hinged on this game. Now, I know uh, Oakland's been good for a while. Riverdale, not so good for a while, but they've been getting better every Last year. Last two or three years, they just they closed the gap. It, it, it helps some if Oakland would back up, but Oakland never backed up. Oakland's right. not gotten any, giving any slack at all. But Riverdale certainly, we're gonna find out how close they've gotten to it. Maybe. So that game is at Oakland, is it? At Oakland, at Oakland for sure. Should be a good one. Now, truth be known, Dick, probably the second time Riverdale and Oakland play each other is gonna be in the playoffs, which will be <laughs> far more important because the winner, loser, winner and loser here is still gonna make the playoffs as first, second place team hosting first round and so forth. So it'll be that next one that uh, – You know, I know – But I'm not going to tell you either coach that. My guess is they'll both want to win this one. I know the coaches uh, look at it maybe a little bit different than the players do. But uh, this, is a, this is a game for the players. It's a pride game. Yes. I don't think the players are thinking about first place or second place in the district or playoffs or anything. They're thinking about we want to be the best team in in town, and and this is what it is. It's a pride game. Has been ever since it first started, and it didn't start until 
what the third year when they split. Well, the you schools? know, Siegel and Blackman both stuck their nose in there some to to, yeah. to, to say we're the best team or second best team in in the city. Clearly, right now, Riverdale and Oakland are the but other two teams, yeah. both undefeated. Should be a terrific football game. Saturday, let's first get your, your take on Middle Tennessee and Liberty. Chip mentioned Blue Raider Insider Report, and I don't disagree at all. Best team Middle Tennessee's played all season long. I think they, uh, I think they're better than Virginia Tech. I really do, and and I think they'll be in the top twenty-five if they didn't make it this week. I, if they if they keep playing the way they're playing, they will be, uh, just as they finished uh, last season in the top twenty-five. Middle Tennessee schedule was really heavily stacked on the road against their, their toughest opponents the first six games. They're two and four, but I still think there's a legitimate chance to get to six wins. Uh, UConn on the road this week is, is a game they should win. They just got to win that football game, Dick, for sure. Uh, FIU, Old Dominion, and Southern Miss are all very winnable games. That, that gives you six if you do that. Western Kentucky, Bitter rivalry at Bowling Green Western scoring a lot of points this year. They're giving up a lot of points too. That could be a run. That could be a track meet there. And then the FAU, um, I think Middle's got a chance to win any of those six ball games. Well, I don't. I, 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 and I do think they realistically, I do think they can. I'm not saying they will. I may, I may be hoping too much, but I think it's clearly possible they could go four and two, maybe five and one in those last six games. Of the teams remaining, I think Western Kentucky probably is probably is so. the best. Uh, they had quite a shootout with. UTSA on uh, on Saturday night. The kid from Western threw for over 500 yards and six touch or five touchdowns. The kid from San Antonio threw for over 400 yards and five touchdowns. And I don't think it was decided until late in the game. Well, you look at the, the San Antonio as the marker stone. Middle Tennessee couldn't score against San Antonio yep. all day and all night. Now they they have changed quarterbacks. Nick, I don't have any idea what happened with quarterback number one. Why he chose to leave after being being here just for what a quarter of a season? Uh, Chase Cunningham has done a terrific job. I, looking at what I've seen, he probably should have been the number one quarterback as the season started. I think Middle Tennessee's better with him at quarterback than they were before. But uh, Western's going to score a lot of points. Middle's got a chance to score some points at times. But uh, all that said, we'll just have to see how it goes. But if coach can keep their heads up, they, they still got a shot because I yeah, think that and the, use the worst this, is past them. Use this open date to get some players healed up and, and kind of get their spirits refreshed before you, you go on the road again. And, my gosh, we've had a lot of road games. So a lot of road games. At San Antonio and Charlotte, both two of the better teams in Conference USA. Yes. We can say that for sure, both on the road. Early in the season. So, anyway, uh, there's still a future out there for Middle Tennessee. We'll just have to see. i, I got to get your take on Oklahoma, Texas. I, the, the score I heard was 28 to nothing, Texas, and then I heard 35 to 7, Texas. And so I didn't pay any more attention to it until I heard on the scoreboard show, uh, whatever was watching, that Oklahoma won the football game. I thought, my gosh, how could that be? How can, how can that be? You know, I probably made a mistake because I was working that afternoon up here, uh, working our ball game. So I didn't get a chance to see much of it. I left the house. Oklahoma was up 28-7, to 7, I think. And I didn't hear any more about it till I saw the final score. And I said, that can't be right. But... Uh, it was. I should have taped that game. I did tape the uh, Alabama-Texas A&M game and got to watch it uh, later, and that was quite a shootout. Well, it was. I, I, I watched that one through. I, I really didn't have any reason to think I'd be up till 11 o'clock watching that football game because I felt like it'd be over by halftime for sure. Texas A&M was ahead the entire game, and then Alabama did what they do. They went ahead by a touchdown. was about five minutes to go in the game, and, and t- A&M was supposed to lay down and die, right? But they didn't lay down and die. And they end up winning the football game. Uh, terrific win for Jimbo Fisher. 
And he needed it, brother, because things were not going well at A&M. Expectations were very, very high for the season. Hadn't gone very well. I think people were beginning to growl. I don't know if it's getting him off the hook for very long, but it's certainly a win that uh, very few of us saw coming. But it's a terrific win, and, and, and A&M did a great job. I've said for a long time that if there's ever a big game anywhere in the country where I would like to be in the stadium, it's at Texas A&M yeah. when there's a big game on the line. Because I recall going there with Middle Tennessee. We played out there uh, when we were still 1AA. Boots took the team out there. He wasn't afraid to play anybody. No, Nebraska, Florida State, we played them all. Sure. But we went to Texas A&M. That was the greatest show as far as before the game started that I have ever seen. It sent chills down your spine. When that band came on the field, all the students came on. And before that, of course, they had the Yale practice at midnight the night before, which I bypassed. <laughs> I wish now I had gone. But uh, it was just the atmosphere in that game. You know, you can talk about Ole Miss and you can talk about Alabama. You can talk about Tennessee. Nothing compares to Texas A&M. There's, I have very few regrets in my life, Dick, very few. I've followed the Raiders all over the country. I've been to uh, Middle Tennessee football games, I think, in 37 or 38 different states, a, a whole bunch for sure, basketball or football-wise or so forth. A&M game I did not go to, and I've regretted ever since because I heard you say that. I've heard many other people say the very same thing. It's an atmosphere like unlike any other, and I obviously could get tickets to our ticket office here. Could have gone, just didn't. That atmosphere was like they were playing Notre Dame. They were playing a little old Middle Tennessee, <laughs> and that place was packed. And I mean, if you if you saw some of the game on on television, it was it was like that when when we played there. I mean, well, was, there's no question that that stadium was up for grabs when. when and then finally won the football game. Yep. And, and I told my wife the next morning, she, she'd long gone to bed, but asking how the things went, I said, that's why fans do what they do. For moments like that, you, you don't get a lot of them in your lifetime, but those are the moments you live for. Ole Miss, Arkansas, I've got a really good friend of mine that's an Ole Miss fan, a really good friend of mine that's an Arkansas fan, that, uh, and he's got a, he graduated from Arkansas, and he's got a son that graduated from Arkansas, and he's got two granddaughters that are at Ole Miss. So he decided many weeks back. That Split loyalties. <laughs> he was going to take the family to the yep. Arkansas at Ole Miss football mm -hmm. game. And so they met down there, all coming from all the different corners of the whatever. And bless his heart, he got to see not only a terrific football game, I mean, a terrific atmosphere, because the Grove is something special. Ole Miss is something special for sure. Uh, but. Arkansas and Ole Miss put on a show. I expected that game to be close and, and going back and forth. I never thought Arkansas could score 50 points, but they sure enough did. And Ole Miss ends up winning. Arkansas ties it, or excuse me, gets within a touchdown, extra point I should say, within one on the last play of the game. And immediately Coach Pittman says, we're going for two. They're on the road. I think that was absolutely the right call to make. Now. Someone said, yes, I think so, but the play call was wrong. I said, well, the play call was wrong because it didn't work. If that play had worked, Dick, it had been a great call, right? That's right. But if I'm on the road and I have momentum and I've just scored that touchdown to get within one, I'm going for broke. And we're going to win it or lose it right there. I don't want to go against the home team on the field. Your, your thoughts about that? Well, no, I, I kind of agree with that. Uh, the reason why you go somewhere is to win a football game. You don't go there to tie. And when you if you put it into overtime – then, uh, you know, it's it's kind of 50-50. So, no, I, and it, it can't 
you know, a coach is not going to be really ostracized for going for a win. Sure. Well, part of the part of it had to be Ole Miss defense had been on the field for a while. So they had to be a little bit gassed. And you've got momentum on your side. Immediately, go for it. So anyway, didn't work. Ole Miss wins the football game, and good for them. But uh, terrific football game and atmosphere. Talk about talk about staying up late now. Did you stay up late last night to watch that uh, NFL game? I did not. They had an hour and no, yeah, hour and thirty minutes. Or I, I was prepared to, Dick. They had the delay. Yeah, and I got away from it and went back and checked, and it was thirty-one to fourteen. I think I thought, no, Buffalo got this one in hand. I and and I had it been close, I'd have stayed with it probably. It got close. <laughs> but uh, I, I did not do that one as well. Uh, Tennessee is torching the scoreboard right now. Now, before ball fans get too particularly giddy, let's make sure we understand where, who they've beaten, South Carolina and Missouri. Now, those are SEC schools, so I'm not discounting that at all. SEC is SEC. Those, And they're going to play Vanderbilt. They're going to beat them as bad as they want to, I'd say, because Vanderbilt – is right now probably as low as they've ever been, Dick, and that's, that, that's going through a lot of history. It's it, pretty tough out there. But well, Tennessee's got Ole Miss to play, Georgia, Alabama, and Kentucky. And the Kentucky and Ole Miss games now seem to be maybe a little bit more for grabs, even though Kentucky is undefeated, and that game's in Lexington. Kentucky looked awful good against LSU Saturday night. Now, again, that's the same LSU that was two years ago national championship, but have fallen on hard times. I don't know how if that win has the same value it would have had two years ago. But Kentucky looks awful tough. But uh, Tennessee's got a shot. They've 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 got themselves a, a real shot to get to six wins. Well, yeah, I think they do. I think they do. In bowl game, which was that'll which be think, that'll be a uh, that'll be a star in the crown for the for new sure. coach. And even if they don't win any of those other four games, yep. and I th- I think like say Georgia and, and Alabama, they're clearly going to be underdogs there. I think they got to be an underdog at Kentucky, uh, with Kentucky being undefeated and beating Florida the way they did. And uh, Ole Miss, who knows? I mean, you just get your track shoes on. Tennessee can score. Ole Miss can score. That could be another fifty-something game on both sides. Could be, as long as they, as long as they keep the popcorn hot, though. The Ole Miss will be fine. Whew, that's a mouthful. What other uh, football game Saturday did you have a chance to pay attention to that I that I missed out that, that was terribly well, exciting? Well, you know the. the Working here, I don't get to watch much much college football. Uh, I like to say I did watch the uh, the Alabama Texas A and M game. I had it on tape delay and uh, watched most of it. So that was that was about the one that I that I was most interested in. Well, Middle Tennessee, as we mentioned, goes to UConn Saturday. Dick, it's a game they got to win. UConn is is on, on hard times for sure. It's on the road, but Middle's got to win that football game. Or the, the fan base is just going to check out all together. Well, there were two winless teams that played Saturday, UConn and UMass. They were both looking for their first win, and UMass got it. Now, consider UConn has already fired their coach. They have an interim coach. The interim coach was out with COVID. Three of his assistants were out with COVID. Two or three of his players were out with COVID. So they had an interim interim coach. <laughs> Dick, in, in some ways, this can be scary for Middle Tennessee to go because you go there and lose in that, that scenario right there. It, it, it's what you right at the bottom of the barrel. But I, I think Middle's going to be probably favored. After we, yeah, after we, after we went D one, 
we went up to uh, Yukon. They beat them and they, and they were still one double A, I think, at that time. I'm not sure if they one double A or just started. Maybe they just maybe started football together. Maybe but. they just started football up again. But anyway, we won something like, gosh, Name the six, 64 yeah, it, it, to nothing it, it or something bunch. like that. It was, uh, it was a rout. But uh, I expect it'll be a little bit better ball game this this time around. Well, let's see. Let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk Major League Baseball because the playoffs are in full bloom. And, Dick, I've enjoyed watching football, baseball, I should say, more than I've watched in a while, even though my Reds are not there. I've seen some terrific baseball and uh, some more coming up. You're listening to All Sports Talk. Listen to us anywhere. News Radio WGNS is Rutherford County's place to talk. 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Hi, I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty Bob Lamb and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want you to know me as your realtor. Whether you're buying or selling, it's time to choose Chip. Do you have a growing family? Are you thinking about downsizing? Are you relocating to Middle Tennessee? Well, it's time to choose Chip. Go to my website, choosechip.net. There you'll find a dynamic home search engine plus a ton of other features that'll help you during your search. If you're looking for a realtor that's professional and has your best interest at heart, it's time to choose Chip. Good afternoon. It's Bill Moonlight along on 24 coming in from Davidson County. Just stop and go on here up and down certain sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Oktoberfest and over Gatlinburg going on now through the end of the month. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. We do it your way at Sir Pizza. You can order Murphy Sproul's favorite pizza online. SirPizzaTN.com. Carry out and delivery for dinner tonight at SirPizzaTN.com. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back into All Sports Talk. Glad Dick Palmer has joined me today. For, let's talk a little baseball. Braves win today. Oh, yes. Oh, well, talk about it, Mr. Brave fan. <laughs> well, it was three to nothing. Uh, the second straight three to nothing shutout. Anderson threw six, and uh, then the bullpen finished it out. Had a couple of bumps on the road, uh, but nothing really uh, serious. The Braves would not have won had it not been for Dansby Swanson. And he didn't do it with his bat. He did it with his glove. He made two outstanding defensive plays to, uh, I think, prevent uh, Milwaukee from scoring. So in three games now, the Braves have a 2-1 to lead. They could clinch the series with a win at home tomorrow. And I don't think they've uh, named a time for that yet. They're waiting to see how the other series play out before they uh, announce a game time. But uh, I don't know who, what the pitching choices are going to be. The Braves have thrown their big three. And we'll just see if they, if they go to a bullpen-type game or if uh, uh, they pull a surprise rabbit out of the hat. But uh, once again, it was, it was Jock Peterson who hit a pinch-hit home run in game one, who hit a pinch-hit single in game two. And today he hit a pinch-hit three-run home run to provide the only 
runs the Braves needed. So he had been uh, renowned for his uh, for his play in playoff games in October. So now he is now not Jock Peterson. He is Jocktober. <laughs> Pitching is king, especially in October, though, isn't it, Dick? And the Braves have certainly had that. Brewers, are a really good offensive team, uh, have scored, well, no two, runs. Two runs in three games, yeah. Two runs in three games. I knew it wasn't a lot. They've won the first game two to one. Right. And uh, have lost the last two, three, nothing. So not, not a lot of scoring either way. Uh, Braves can uh, close it out tomorrow in Atlanta. Yes, they can, and uh, hopefully they will. <laughs> Take it on to the next level. Today, the Chicago White Sox got rained out against Houston. Uh, White Sox last yesterday were down two nothing in the series, down five one in the third inning, and it looked for all the world like it's over. And all of a sudden, <laughs> those bats came alive, and they started cracking the baseball all over the place. And so, the White Sox do win. They play again in Chicago tomorrow. It'll turn out. Yeah, the, the rain, rain. The rain was part of that same system that went through Kansas City last night. That delayed the football game and it, it wiped out the baseball game. Maybe all that will be gone by tomorrow and and uh, we'll we'll get back on track. Red Sox can close out tonight. They can. Uh, uh, up 2-1 to one with a game, to, uh, what, 13th inning with a walk-off home run last night Christ, when they game Christian, over Tampa Bay. Christian Vasquez, catcher. Uh, catcher, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, Dick, if there's a, there's a ball – Yard I like to watch on television. Fenway Park is just something special. I've, I've been there before, but it's just such a different park. When that ball gets hit high and deep to left field, you got to understand it's got to get over that great big old wall. You can you can tag it all you want to, but sometimes it just doesn't have enough height to it. But this one had enough carry to it and got it over the fence. And one of the strangest games I've ever excuse me plays I've ever seen happened the inning before that with the uh, Tampa Bay team runner on first. Long fly ball to right center field. Hits the wall, bounces off the center fielder, and it over the fence. Turned out to be a ground rule double, and it's clear that the runner was going to score. And yes. tough break for Tampa Bay right there. Yes. Now, as it turned out, that was at the top of the 13th. It turned out the Red Sox did have a runner on base, so the one run didn't wouldn't have mattered if it's a two-run homer had. But you never know when that play happened. But uh, really tough break. But they they got the call right. It's as unfair as it looked like it was. Whenever you go to a ballpark, you're liable to see something you've never seen before. And that was a and there was a rule to cover that sure. in the rule book. And and the uh, the Tampa uh, Bay manager uh, agreed that it was it was the correct call because that's it's in the well. It's interesting. I never heard it, seen it, as you said. And I've been around baseball a long, long, long time. Uh, never seen that play. Had no idea. If, and, the, and the announcers were saying they'll have to cover that in the rule books this year. There's not a rule to cover it. Well, there is a rule to cover yep. it. They didn't realize it either. But uh, as long as the ball is never officially uh, controlled by a defensive player, it's as if it's a live ball. And, and once you went over the fence, it became a ground rule double. So uh, interesting how that happened. And Tampa Bay, the best record in American League is a game from getting out. Right. Uh, Dodgers and Giants, talking about rivalries. I, I enjoyed the Red Sox and Yankees playing that one-game playoff right there because baseball rivalries don't get any better than Yankees and Red Sox. But Giants and Dodgers pretty daggone close. And they battled all year long, and both teams won over 100 baseball games. Dodgers ended up in the wild-card game. Thankfully, they won. I'm, I'm not a Dodgers fan, but I just think it was the right thing 
they, they deserve to be there. Oh, I do too. And uh, I, Mr. Callow would disagree with me, but I, I think that's that's the, the only fitting. And tonight, uh, the former uh, Atlanta Brave uh, left-hander Alex Wood pitches for the Giants against uh, Scherzer, and uh, that will be at Dodger Stadium, I think. Yeah, I believe it's at Dodger Stadium. It is, yeah. So uh, that'll be a heck of a pitching matchup. It's uh, That one's on TBS tonight, I think. All four games were supposed to be on today, as I mentioned. Chicago got rained out, so right. it wasn't. But you had, for those who are baseball nuts, you want to watch baseball from like 1 o'clock, I guess, is when the Braves game started at 1, and you could have watched it all the way through Night time, Betty by time. I like baseball, but I don't know if I like it. I, I wouldn't have watched much. all that myself. I got to throw a little Andy Griffith along the way to make I sure. I mean, that. I sweated through the Braves for for three hours. I think that's enough for me for one day. Dick, are you aware of yoga? Do you, I what? Yoga. You you've heard of yoga, haven't you before? Oh yeah. Across the world. Yeah. Right. Phenomena. <laughs> well, Murfreesboro hot yoga has done it one better. They now have hot yoga here in Murfreesboro out on Cason Lane. Radiant heat, heat you from the inside out to cure your ills, your strains, your pains. And you can burn up to 600 calories an hour, Dick. Now, you don't, I don't know, you need to burn Don't look calories. at me when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> 517 Cason Lane, I believe, is the address. Let me get that right. It, it is. And the phone number is uh, 615-278-6111. Murfreesboro Hot Yoga. It's locally owned, lock, locally managed. Encourage you to get out there and get. Are they that one a of shot. our sponsors now. They're one of our sponsors now. Well, of then I'm not going to say anything but nice things about well, them. Yoga just taking a different different step. And Dick, I'll be honest with you. The first time I heard the idea, hot yoga, I thought so. We're going to turn up the temperature 130 130 degrees in there and sweat. No, that's not what it is. It's a special kind of heat that heats you from the inside out and supposed to do wonder wondrous things. It's it's good. It's a phenomenon all over the country and now in Murfreesboro. You know, there's always something new comes along. Always something new coming along as well. Well, Dick, speaking of something new, we're going to have to get out of here. It's 5.58, the clock says, and I think we're due to get out. I appreciate you coming by. Um, Your thoughts in the last 15 seconds? Always a pleasure. All right. Just uh, call me anytime. There's an emergency. Hopefully we'll see you at Optimus (laughs) Club tomorrow. Dick Palmer, thank you so much. That's going to wrap it up on All Sports Talk. Monty Hale in tomorrow right here at 5 o'clock. All Sports Talk on News Radio. WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Woman, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. First Bank, Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance. Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care. Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors. Jennings and Ears Funeral Home. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.